So as recap, mentioning that the floods that uh, wash over the chitta, wash over the heart, flood of the sensory tide, flood of karma, as acquired habits, acquired attitudes, acquired anxieties, um, you know, that which sort of motivates and drives and hinders us on a psychological level. And the flood which is the flood of um, unknowing, avijja, which keeps tipping the citta into its preoccupations, searching for the right one. Citta unstable in its instability, it throws out a line of hope, imagination, impression, desire, throws that out, follows it, tips over further, throws out another line, just tumbling on and on. This is the tumbling on called samsara. Trying to throw out a line, imagine it will be an anchor, and uh, it isn't. Because mm-hmm. so well, when yeah, the untrained mind, no alternative because what else is there? So the alternative is to the mind, the chitta, to sit back in itself. It's an interesting expression, but until you really know what these outthrows, outflows are, and how they can be handled, and you get some sense of brightening and strengthening the citta, this remains theoretical and, and perplexing. So often, but these all these three mingle together, these three levels of sensory overload, karmic, uncleared karma, unresolved psychologies and mental acquisitions, heart acquisitions, and the flood of wrong wrong trajectory, you know, mingle together. And often on retreat, people are dealing just with, um, when I say sensory overload, it's not all about fun and games, it's about work-related stress, um, just the amount of information and concepts and symbols and ideas and strategies that the person is asked to process in their day and handle and come up with solutions in uh, and often in pretty and faster the better so it's if we are ramped the speed of our intelligence is ramped up highly ramped up um, and, it, and there's a disembodiment that occurs mm-hmm just running on willpower and uh, losing losing access to the grounding effect of the body mm. and therefore the mind is just spinning in its own creations and this is say not just through sort of you know perverse wishes but often or seemingly sometimes compelled by the market forces of the workplace and how you deal with that is difficult to deal with mm. yeah mm. but certainly you know one would say the rough guide has to be well you know <laughs> can you get a different job <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's one idea <laughs> uh, 
you know, if you can, you know, you're just do a four day week or a three day week or something, you know, what is your life about? Are you born to work or what? And the other is, can you, you know, make more effort to stay in your body? Um, you know, while, while you're doing things and begin to filter out, you know, the unnecessary uh, distractedness. And often when these stressful states we seek distraction to sort of take away the stress of the of the workplace. We seek something to eat, drink, chat, watch, soak up into a screen or another. All completely understandable. Um, just somewhere to get out of the pressure of these of the thoughts and duties and obligations, a kind of a couch, you know, free free, you know, fantasies. You know, fantasy realm. Um, tough. You know, I say, well, is it possible to just um, pause and even, you know, have a mantra? Just you know, something you find easy and agreeable, even something a rosary or something you can physically hold, just to give yourself some access in that slippery place. Yeah. And possibly, if you get the tactile quality of a, of a prayer beads, rosary, mala, you may feel it, holding it, remembering. And as you get that, you can develop, you know, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, you know, and even parents, friends, relatives. You, know, you can do all kinds of things on the, the enlightenment factors, um, and so forth, you know. And pressing and bringing to mind skillful dhammas, so at least you're you're kind of jamming the circuits, if you like, of your of your brain, getting getting all out of the themes and taking ten minutes or so, you know, to just shift trajectory. Because in that situation, it's something pretty physical, really. Not just an idea, it's something pretty physical to re establish where the chitta has potency, which is in its embodied state. It picks up the energies of the body and it's strengthened by it. And if you lose that, then you've lost the big resource. So, okay, you know, your working day, maybe just returning from the working day, really putting some time in, you know, even just think about stretching, moving, walking. You know, get get the ground <laughs> beneath you uh, until you can feel. Oh, right, it's there, and then maybe you can sit and just be a body sitting with the ground beneath you, the space around you, with a sense of trust and acceptance, and bring in these Brahma Viharas. You know, may I be well? Nobody's bothering me right now. <laughs> Not right now, anyway. Um, you know, it's just. And realizing you have to witness some of the some of the the um, disorientation that occurs from living in a in a dysfunctional or a, a world that's not aligned to dharma, not aligned to to uh, clarity and empathy, then you, you get you get a hit, you know. And you have to well, just getting annoyed about it isn't going to make it any better. You just got to do your healing, and uh, 
and then you know, begin to see from there where can you build up the, the, the shields you know, what you give your attention to uh, who you associate with mm. Mm. and then the, the nourishers mm. Mm-hmm. And qualities of uh, heartfulness and uh, self-acceptance. And so this is just this is the sort of like you're developing called parami, and parami are, 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 are trajectories or themes of practice that are called the flood crosses. Yeah, and so generosity, and virtue, uh, renunciation. These go against the flood of acquisition, self-isolation, you know, me and mine, that's the most important thing. And it's something more mutual and uh, where energy can flow more freely. Um, ten parami. And so uh, try and remember generosity, virtue, renunciation, discernment, patience, energy, truthfulness, uh, Kindness, resolution, equanimity. You know, and you know you can look in a book for those. But this, the theme of it is, is you're using. Uh, you know, you can't necessarily meditate all day, but you can sort of have a resolution for. You know, today I'll keep. Renunciation means to differentiate between what I need and what I want and also differentiate between the seduction of you could have one of these to to the question do I need it and really prioritizing need over want or desire a lot of clearly consumerism works because it's it's easy and it's some very stuff that seems agreeable and is agreeable but then you slide slide into away from that sense of firmness which is needed one needs the firmness to to push to hold against the floods not just being you know relaxed <laughs> you know you'd be sort of a, there's a relaxation of, of craving or agitation but there's a firmness of presence and this constant you know reiteration of you know, renunciation, need rather than want, virtue, is this ethically appropriate, is this sensitive, is this respecting other people, because it's so easy to slide into dismissing, blaming, why bother, it's not that people aren't, are all doing wonderful things, but why bother going into blaming and accusation, if you don't need to, it's just unpleasant, poisonous qualities mm. generosity sharing your time sharing your presence sharing your your understanding mm. living that quality of heart mm. so these help to open out the person from the more contracted um, state consolidated state and this mm, this is more than metaphorical. The, the, you know, the, the compacted person gets the result of this. These floods, their energy is definitely contracted. Um, 
it's quite common for people not to to only live in a zone of their body because it's so so squashed um, you know they're squashed into the action parts of the body maybe the face the head maybe a hand or two it's really and even sometimes just a little zone around the eyes they live somewhere behind the eyes and the rest of it's <laughs> lost <laughs> a period of time and there's a contraction of energy in the contracted energy state you can't get the free flow of vitality that refreshes cleans nourishes and that's most um, obviously expressed through breathing it's cleans you breathe out you know uh, discharge and that's more than just air there's an energetic discharge when you breathe out it's not explosive but it's a definitely a subsiding and then every in breath something clean clean energy coming in um, and then there's the pause which is to open so this breath of life life breath is a cleaner but uh, bear in mind you know this is like uh, yeah this is like putting this is the fine cleaner but when you've got a system that's really clunked you know clunked up with you know heavy stuff you need something a bit more more coarse than that <laughs> this is an internal polisher but you need first of all chop off the, the, the really clunky stuff by uh, by parami by lifestyle by you know restraint and by not going not getting yourself stuck into heavy stuff and sensory overload is one but uh, if we're not careful when the system gets numb by sensory overload by work overload we start to say silly things we start to act in foolish careless ways and then you're starting to get into the karma you know either generating unskillful karma or not generating good and uh, one should be someone who's eager for skillful states you know eager for good karma how can I you know because this is a great cleaner too when the surface stuff you know of life and there's some some innate beauty and dignity because of good karma it fortifies the heart one should not be negligent and look for opportunities to cultivate that and certainly cultivating parami is is a very easy list you know of things that will help in that way generosity virtue renunciation discernment truthfulness patience patient endurance bearing with not compulsive reactivity but steady they, they strengthen there's an energetic strengthening they're not just psychological mm. and you, know, you meet people who have a lot of parami they, they are very solid in a spacious way it's it's interesting they're not solid in a gripped way but just not not moved mm. They can stand in the winds of the world and not be blown.
but in, you need to cultivate. Uh, it's called the person of integrity, the sapurisa. This is an, uh, a, a term used in the Buddhist scriptures, um, so it's it's a nice counterbalance to anatta, not self. We're saying, yeah, not self, not personality, and yet there is this sapurisa, the person, the one of integrity. These are just expressions, of course, mm? but it really means the heart of integrity, mm? whereas the sense of self is about sense of self in Buddhist analysis is the accumulation of certain programs say of isolation I am me I'm just this everything else is other there's no permeability there's, there's, there's limited mutuality I'm me I, I feel left out from everything else I'm frightened I'm in this or I'm most important everything else is secondary you know the fluctuations from narcissism to to um, pessimism uh, you know, this sense of being a separate entity you know, there's a program you know, this is a kind of fear program that say uh, occurs almost with birth when one suddenly is experiencing separation you know, and so there's a kind of as a consolidation into a local form called my body, me. And depending on the situation you're in, that can be intensified by upbringing, where there's a lot of pressure to be successful, to be special, to be something. You know? uh, so there's a feeling that life is a race. You've got to win at it. That's extremely isolationist, because there's only one winner comparison, conceiving, defining yourself, better than, less than, all this isolates the fear of not belonging, of not being accepted. This is one of the primary um, foundations of self. And so every time we, we open out, we reach out, we uh, um, care for another, we accept others, we work together, and we're working against that. And even if we find that difficult, at least thinking for the welfare of others, and uh, listening to others, and so, you know, not making a self out of something that isn't. So this self is a program. And once that isolation happens, then there comes up the program to acquire things, to make this thing here fuller, richer than it is, because it's experiencing the sense of loss of harmony, loss of continuity, loss of, of, of you know, ease. So we want to put things in it to make it feel better. And acquisition, then this starts, you know, where that one goes. Uh, ownership. Mm. Yeah. And continuity, you know, that is to, to uh, always thinking in terms of planning the future, the future, living for a future. Mm. Mm. These, these currents, these outflows. Avijasava, 
outflow of ignorance is the parent of them all um, that which brings up this sense of being a separate entity um, that's a profound outflow Bhavasava, that which is interested in you know, feeding on sense world, sense data, including thought and Bhavasava, that which is this flood of continuity of becoming something of forming an identity so, you know, these are just when that's set up now the Buddha said, if you don't worry about destroying a self, just begin to understand the, the uh, get to those programs and to begin to, well, let's see, you know, how we can weaken them by generosity, sharing, friendship, helping to weaken the sense of separate self, um, learning to relinquish, you know, sense stuff, or at least not be fascinated by it, to weaken the karma tanha learning to live primarily valuing the present meditating coming into the present coming into the intimate present rather than the abstract don't know where it is time frame this definitely helps to weaken bhavasava doesn't eliminate it but it weakens it and you begin to say you feel pretty good and this is encouraging so this encourages the formation of the sapurisa, the person of integrity who values the way. They are, they are valuing the way rather than the person. They're not comparing themselves with others. They're not, I am this, she's that. That's kind of irrelevant. Doesn't do doesn't take you any useful. They value the way. This is virtue. This is energy. This is faith. This is mindfulness this is what i value staying with these and this then these particular dharma programs if you like begin to feed and support the personal integrity who then has some strength to be able to you know um contain and sustain dharma practice uh, in <laughs> in themselves <laughs> i don't mean in their chitta so they're, they're, they're not lost in the ocean anymore. They can swim. Mm. Mm. And we have to, personal integrity, someone is beginning to work on the, the acquisitions, that which is inherited in birth. Mm. And all that has become within that. Being born into this form, we are uh, feeling happens. When feeling happens. There is experience of one who is, is touched by feeling, agitated, stirred, and of all kinds of feeling. The feeling that comes from mental, psychological, emotional feeling is the most poignant because it goes straight to the heart. You know, physical feeling is there, but then it's gone once you fix the cut or the bruise but stuff that goes into the heart doesn't fix that easy uh, and the strategy is rather different so fixing or changing or referring to the pain in the heart of which um, either through one's own actions or through what 
the actions of others. So it's often a, we, we recognize that people experiencing psychological abuse, childhood abuse, marital abuse, you know, and on and on. So it's uh, being in a world of non-Aryan people, one gets abuse. And not so it's wrong to say everything you feel is because of your actions. There are also psychological pain that occurs through the actions of others. So it's not that you know it's all your fault, which it's uh, so we're going to you know these feelings feelings are triggered by perceptions. So something reminds us of oh scenario oh you know this is authority again or this is not being trusted again this is you know being what what you know not feeling safe again you know for some reason or another and the hairline fine triggers hair triggers even in that state again you become that psychologically become that person again and then you know Generally, what occurs is this kind of a trying to escape, you know, go somewhere else, shut it down, and things like this. The body, because once you, <laughs> we are in an embodied system, whether we realize it or not. So, when the psychological pain and distress that goes into the body, the body then, you know, I'm exaggerating, it winces or it tightens up. So you can find, even without your thinking, you know, it's a reflex. Like if somebody stands on your toe, you don't have to think about it, you, you immediately jump, you know, reflex. And so it's pretty much the same with um, um, mental stuff. That when it touches the heart, the body just... And you can't undo it with thought. You can't tell yourself, oh, don't worry, it's gone now, you're okay, everybody loves you. Um, it doesn't work. The only way you've got to go back to like what's happening in the body, and you can find there are locked places which are, you know, and sometimes they're mysterious. Why do I have that pain in my leg? Strange pain in my shoulder. Uh, is it muscle pain? And these can be called transferences, that is the pain is somewhere else generated in the body but it, it expresses itself in another part of the body rather like nervous system mm. and there's the, both the, the uncomfortable or distressing or you know energies in the body through unskillful contact with others, other people's volition or your own un unskillful volition. Mm. And then on top of that, there are the attempts to avoid it. So you get suppression, body shuts place down, so you don't have to feel it. And this again is not a decision. It's not a conscious decision, it's a reflex. 
and it can be no words, voice associated with it, it's just a blind reflex, it's an embodied state like that. Yeah. And these are, you know, very broadly speaking, you know, you can see the, the abdominal area is the area that's most associated with fear or loss of ground. Losing, losing ground, losing stability, the abdomen seizes up. Yeah. This, you know, you can recognize, recognize that. And uh, the chest also is more associated with uh, grief, broken heart, loss of heartfulness because the heart has an energy field that extends in the physical heart puts out energy and so when there is this relational uh, uh, abuse or relational loss the heart energy is disrupted and this, you get this feeling that they, there's a people feel it in their in their chest area contracted and this can pull the body over it's kind of, you can find his body seemingly hunching over. It's like a, the shell, the carapace. And in a way, it's sort of closing the heart down so it doesn't have to feel too much. And this is a reflex uh, that may not be as exaggerated as I'm modeling it, but it feels like that. It feels like you're closing uh, and tightening in the belly. And then the head, the face is associated really with um, that which expresses. So when we can't express things, the tongue and the throat lock to stop stuff happening, stop being expressed. Mm. And the closure, because the face is where we signal to others. And if what we're experiencing is, you know, really unfortunate, we're liable to be a little bit, you know, expressive, but we feel we shouldn't do that, so it's, it shuts it down. So, you know, people are pretty used to holding their emotions down because sometimes they're not holding your emotion down, you get even more trouble. So, you just can it, and then what happens is you get a lock in, in the, the throat, the neck, the tongue, and sometimes the head seizes up. You know. So there's both the effects and also the way the body seizes up to prevent the effects being being felt. Now I'm packing this, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's going to be uncomfortable. But not unpacking it, it's going to be uncomfortable too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not only uncomfortable, also, um, uh, you know, I won't say sabotage, <laughs> you know, you've just wasted a life. <laughs> you just shut down a life and all the potentials that are there. If we, this is closed, closed in, the potentials, the beauty, the, the dignity, uh, and the radiance, it's possible calm and the ease and the warmth, the humour, we closed it down because we didn't want to feel pain and we didn't know how to. Sometimes you think, yeah, I don't, I won't, but the body just won't unlock, you can't do it rationally. 
So that's why we do. I do recommend doing quite a lot of you know body work and uh, breathing is is wonderful, but um, it's always reliable as long as you can get the full exhalation, full inhalation, and the atmosphere is always one of kindness. It means avoiding pressure, pushing, compulsion, obligation, uh, goal orientation, got to reach to standard, got to get it done by, why am I in this state, he's better than I am, all this kind of competitive stuff which is so built into the outflow of the person, the competitor, you know, who, if they're not winning they're pathetic, um, if they're in a mess they're pathetic, whereas you know, from the, from the mutuality point of view, if someone's in a mess, there's compassion, not condemnation. You know, typically they've all been messed because of what other people have done but the, from the self view taking it all personally the fundamental asava of ignorance and becoming you know there's something wrong with you you can you know you're not you're not part of the team you don't belong here you're not, you're not good enough you know life is a competition you've got to be good at not just at sport you've got to be good at um, education, you've got to be good at manners, you've got to be good, look good, you've got to be good at parties, you've got to be good at dating, you've got to be good at everything, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's fake. You lose authenticity and autonomy, not living your own life. Mm. So some of the Brahma-Vihara aspect is just like the equanimity, just to let it be as it is. You know, the baseline. We've got to get to that place of self-acceptance of the distress. And with no stick, no, no carrot, no stick. Instead the mind opening. And if this can be, and the key to the mind opening is this is not a person, this is a, this is a situation. This is not me personally, this is a karmic configura configuration that is something that, right, one can, heart, can rise out of. And the Buddha teaches suffering. Somebody told the truth. Somebody, they didn't say, there's something wrong with you, I'm all right. <laughs> you know, he said, there is dukkha. Oh, and what is it? Aging birth, aging death, identification with the aggregates or this attachment to the aggregate of feeling, perception, activations, consciousness, body. And you think, what does that mean? It means they're locked, compulsive, right? This is not like, you know, I'm attached to peanut butter, something like that. Well, perhaps it is, but this is <laughs> even more profound. It means there's a compulsive reflex lock onto I've got to, I am, I've got to, that is, I am, she is, that is, I, you know, that compulsive lock where potentials disappear and we're in a, some program driven. You know that feeling? Now you can say, well, it's your fault, you shouldn't be attached. No, that's, that's, that's not how it is. That's the self perspective again. If we put aside this you are, I am, say there is, in the manifest experience, this grip of compulsiveness, and in that grip of compulsiveness, 
a person is born. Look at it that way round. It's not that you are attached. Attachment creates you as a separate configured identity, right? A solid lump of this sustained in time. And so that's that's the lock. You know, as I'm saying, you know, clearing these the quality of let's not get compulsive about even compulsive about clearing them because that's another I got to get clear I got to get this sorted out it doesn't work like that that's still the same compulsive you know I've got to so we say well it's just you know <laughs> honor the blessed one <laughs> into the realm of the sacred <laughs> and realize we can we can rise yeah yeah we can lift yeah even a sick person can feel inspired even a deathbed we can feel we can we can rise you know you rise to the light on your deathbed you can rise it's it's a potential it's definitely there you can rise and you rise in the rising is associated with that's that. That's the karmic configuration. I mean, you don't think this way, but you can step back, see it, and rise to something. Value, virtue, integrities. That, yeah, this is not about karma. This is timeless value. It's not about personal acquisitions. I didn't create virtue. It's not mine. And this is the beautiful sign of resonance and harmony with others, resonance in harmony. You know, just just meditating on what that would feel like. And then beginning perhaps, you know, witnessing aware of rather than making something happen. Just aware, open to it. Then resonance in harmony. And, Finding in somewhere in this very body, the body is resonant with itself. It knows how to walk. It knows how to breathe. It's working itself. Yeah. And it's so you start to experience the body itself as something that's very much resonating with its environment. It's just, it's breathing from the out air out, and it's drawing air in. It's walking on the earth beneath. It's it's very much not separate. From its physical environment, impossible to be separate from it. And even that walking meditation, just walking and feeling. You don't need an identity to walk. It's irrelevant. Your body can walk perfectly well. You don't have to be somebody doing it. Walking, and just keep relinquishing the intensity of the person. This is just a lovely gentle way of cultivation. It's not some, you know, intense ego smashing stuff. This is just, you know, the truth of walking. The truth of walking. Walking walks. Bodies walk. Bodies breathe. Bodies stand. And we can find the health within, you know, the uh, afflicted the attached, clung to, 
and compacted speaks very loud maybe not verbally but it's felt very strongly intensely so we say don't go into that you'll give it more energy go into where it's softer and quieter and freer if it's just the ending of the out-breath if it's just the soft movement of the walking get familiar with that because that's where you're picking up your life current your life current which is a gift it's not intensely created it's not a strategy it's not a technique it's a life gift just be in that lightness of the given the given inhalation the given exhalation don't make a strategy out of it don't even make a practice out of it in that contrived way and you're going to, what's going to happen is that you know some discharge will occur some of the intensities and the gripping begins to release because you're in the presence of something that is able to discharge discharge not shove out or repress but discharge mm. Yeah. And there's a and the chitta heart awareness being in that, being with that, gets to feel that. Oh, and that there is a place. There is an energy called discharge. Rather than always more, 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 more. Next, 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 next. Yeah. There's an energy which is just let that pass doesn't have to be a next doesn't have to be a next let it happen by itself when you breathe out this is if you're never going to breathe in again just let it happen release the, the ownership let the body do it in its own time you're a little bit more familiar and trusting with that this happens on a non-verbal reflex level which is the real thing it's not just a slogan it's not just a teaching the real thing occurs at the reflex level where the body and the heart feel begin to experience a sense of trust this is deep faith energy arises from that place when there is you know this embodied trust in the process of discharge, nature, energy moving freely. We don't have to control it or make it happen or name it or own it. Instead you just trust it. Energy arises because the energy which was associated with all that clamping, which does take up energy, it's not chosen energy, it's a reflex energy. When the energy of clamping and contracting and fighting and struggling and suppressing is checked or released, energy starts to flow. And you've got available energy, virya. And this is big turning point. When you get some energy, don't squander it, but linger in the, just the sense of a little bit of freedom. And then you can apply that energy with mindfulness to where can I sustain that the energy current 
breathing in, breathing out, walking up and down, it becomes nice and fluid. And the longer unbroken that is, it's gradually melting some of the the hard intensities of clinging. And possibilities begin to open up, your mind settles, and you can see things more clearly. This is these indrias, you know, faith, energy, mindfulness, composure, collectedness, and discernment, wisdom. These are these are the jitta's faculties, indriya. Buddha, so these merge in the deathless. They, as they blend and work together, they become like a a domain, you could say, which is the the true heart, the sapurisa, the dhamma person, if you like. And then this is this is this thing that's called the stream enterer, we want to call it someone who's actually ripe enough to be able to, you know, understand the personal pack, the karmic pack for what it is. And there's some karma that can be released in this very life, some karma can just become non non obstructive. It means it's there but it's no longer causing reaction. Whereas karma, when it's still um, alive, if you like, it means every time we experience it, we act in accordance with it. Now, when it's rendered impotent, it means we know that sense of, oh, there's that, there's that sense of fear or whatever. Yeah, just that. Just a moment when you recognise that and it doesn't take over. So this stems the outflows and the continuing to generate a person out of these you know, these accumulated states dwindles, relinquishes. But you know, some of this can sound esoteric or just like Buddhist doctrine. So our occasion here is to just get some down to some practical work, I mean occasionally remembering, remembering, bringing to mind again the teachings, bringing to mind again the possibilities, bringing to mind again the nature of conditioned reality, bringing to mind again the common problem of stress, bringing to mind again the common path and looking at some specific tools that you can have access to within your range. Within the range of physical condition, your um, how rich your chitta is. Sometimes it just needs more strength, more time to to ripen. You just keep working within the range of what you're capable of, where you begin to feel the sense of something flowing more freely. Uh, the faith is there. The faith, in a way, is is perhaps the most significant determining factor. If that's lost then you've got to go back again and start 
returning to where your faith, where you can pick up faith, confidence again. If there is confidence and faith, this is called the opening of the door. When you're staying with that, you're going to feel some heart energy. It may be you feel the sense of love and devotion. You want to make offerings. You want to serve. You want to help out. Don't because you have to. Getting paid for it, a job, no, but it's because you just, just your energy, you know, and you want to use that energy, or you want to meditate, yeah, you have energy for it, because once you, once you have faith, then you have the right kind of energies available, it's not tangled up, and the energy will tend towards moving out of the compacted person into something more mutual into the way and then it's really working on that and beginning to get the strength the capacity to work in in one's own embodied state which i'll admit is is pretty you know it's, it's a tough area um because once you enter into this you really you know come meet some of these embodied intensities you know? so perhaps you can't always operate at that level it's just it's not within your capacities it's just too difficult so then you work in a wider sphere developing parami building it up strengthening up where your faith is where you have energy where you can apply mindfulness until you can draw it back to this area where there's some difficulties intimate difficulties so well we have the different postures walking is an excellent meditation for experiencing you're always in mutuality if you walk properly. You've got to walk on ground. <laughs> There's got to be some contact. There's got to be something around you. You walk through air, space. So just don't get into the, the kind of shut down, enclosed state, thinking that's what concentration is. Uh, no, that, this is not samadhi. Samadhi isn't is closed. Samadhi is open, but not intruded upon because it's bounded by mindfulness like mindfulness holds the boundaries therefore the heart can open and settle it's not going to get stuff impacting it because that's what mindfulness acts as the guardian so therefore one walks mindfully just you don't need to see that you don't just stay with this you don't need to go intense and tight stay with this you don't need to disappear <laughs> you know, stay with this and within that you find all the phenomena that change but there's a an inner presence that becomes more apparent as you're allowing phenomena to manifest and pass and this is often the time when people are thinking stuff is bubbling away but you just keep walking through and attend to the sign of change don't get into the topics but notice, you're bound to feel them, but that feeling, notice it rising, changing, moving. And uh, 
don't lock or resist it, it has to arise in order to pass. Somewhere along there you're going to think, ah, that was the cause. Because it begins to reveal itself. Uh, Can the cause of suffering be relinquished? Uh, And we see the cause of suffering as being confusion, ignorance, no, not a person, but just not a history, not a person, but just this is, you know, unskillful impact happening, pain, no story, don't need a story. Let it be breathed out, walk through it. So let's take some time for direct practice.